All right, it works. Let's go. You know what's worse than podcasting? Podcasting sober. And all of you going, great one. No, no, no. Let me tell you what's worse. What's worse than listening to a podcast, especially from the great one himself, the founder of the Cynical Libertarian Society who's been on the internet for 18 years. What's worse than that is listening to the great one sober. Sorry, guys. I'm sober. You might be sober. It's going to be a terrible day for all of us. It's starting off that way. Sobriety. Sobriety is a terrible, terrible thing. But we... You and I, we can come together and we can defeat sobriety. We can wage a war on sobriety. Yes, we can do this because we could do anything. You know why? Because we are strong and independent. We're not women, but we can say that we're women. We can just pretend we're women and we could join the women's volleyball team. And you could scream, shout, whine, cry, snivel, piss, moan, look for a motherfucking safe space. This is not it. You can shove your opinions up your ass that way Biden's cock is something to keep it company. Don't forget my friends and my enemies, the ever-present, the most likely, the third possibility. You are wrong and I am right. You see, there are multiple possibilities. Unlike gingers, there's only two gingers, male and female. Unlike gingers, there are more than two possibilities. Yes, my friends, you could be wrong. That is an option. You could be wrong. I could be right. That is an option. Or this could be stating the obvious podcast, the weapons platform, from which I launched the cruise missile of my intellect that homes in on and destroys motherfucking status all around the world. The world that is round, despite what some Christians think. I did not know until recently that Christians are flat earthers. Yes, my friends. This is what Christians actually believe. The earth is flat. Because you see, God couldn't make the earth round because that's too complicated for God. See, God is this all-powerful, all-knowing being who created everything. But making the earth round is too complex for God. And Christians want me to worship him. I don't think so, boys. You bring me a God that can actually make an earth that's round, I'll talk, I'll talk to you about worshiping him. We can discuss this. But when, you're, when your God is so fucking weak that the earth has to be flat because he doesn't know any way to do things other than that, no, 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 we're not doing that. All right, this has nothing to do with me making fun of Christians today. I got a couple of things here. We're going to start with the big one because I want to get this all into one. I picked up a copy of the local newspaper, the whatever the Rapid City rag is called. I think it's called the Journal. First one in a while. And actually, shockingly enough, for those of you who remember the previous series, shockingly enough, there is nothing in here about any grown men having sex with little boys. So, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was an off day or something. Although, I do have something on that coming up. I got a lot of stuff coming up. Great One has been very fucking busy not playing computer games. My computer game time is suffering. That's why you didn't get a podcast on Wednesday. Been working. I'm also delving back after like four years of not doing any serious photography stuff. I'm getting back into photography stuff and starting to do shit, you know, other than sit there and play computer games and yell at the internet. So anyway, this may impact my internet yelling a little bit. Everyone's going to have to suck it up. 
put on your big girl panties or just put on your alternatives to adult diapers for men, which we will talk about if I get to that in this episode. But first, I want to do this right here. This is on the opinion page, as if there's anything in the newspaper that's not an opinion. If the economy is so great, why are evictions soaring? And this is written by somebody from this little picture here. This appears to be a nigger, and his name is LZ, not L period, Z period, but LZ, just LZ Granderson. It says down here, Granderson writes for the Los Angeles Times. Now, there are a whole multitude of ways that you know that journalism and newspapers are a joke. One of them is that the Rapid City Journal has an op-ed column in it written by a guy who writes for the... Written by a nigger who writes for the Los Angeles, sorry, <clears throat> written by a nigger who is a token houseboy for the Los Angeles Times. Because in all of Rapid City, they just can't find any local people, you know, the people who, amongst the people who their newspaper supposedly serves to write an op-ed column. Oh, but we need L.Z. Granderson in our newspaper. Why? Because people are waking up in the morning going, wow, I wonder what that nigger who works at the Los Angeles Times has to say about evictions. So I don't know who L.Z. Granderson is other than what I just told you. And I guess I did assume his gender. He may identify as a woman or an attack helicopter or a pony I don't know anymore, nor do I care. Anyhow, this nigger has an opinion, and we're going to read this and we're going to talk about this. And here's a spoiler. The solution is blindingly obvious. It's the same solution that I have explained to you as the solution for multiple other problems in our society today, and it's a solution that cannot be implemented. The reason it can't be implemented is you know good and damn well why. The Jews and the centralized banks and the government and women. And this brings up a philosophical question. If there is a solution, but the solution cannot be implemented, is the solution actually a solution? And I think that can be discussed. I'm going to say it is. Yes, a solution which would solve the problem yet cannot be implemented. It is still a solution. Is it a viable solution? No. But it's still the solution. So you say, oh, how are you going to solve this problem? It's really obvious. But we're not going to solve the problem because of women, centralized banking, government, and Jews. But the problem and the solution are obvious. If the economy is so great, why are evictions soaring? First of all, who said the economy was great? Where is this information coming from? Are any of you out there 
experiencing a great economy. I mean, in the United States. I don't know about you cats in other countries. I can't speak to your economy. For my United States listeners, any of you experiencing a great economy? I remember when there was an economy. It was called the 80s. Oh, we'll actually get to that. Hey, spoiler alert. Ronald Reagan. Hey, guys, a nigger is blaming Ronald Reagan. Spoiler alert. Another migrant crisis is brewing. Unlike the one at the southern border, this one will be all over the country. Now, actually, the one at the southern border is all over the country because Governor Abbott is shipping the illegal immigrants to other cities, which is also, which we need to talk about that. That's, that is funny. It's also not funny at the same time. Actually, I may have already talked about that in the context of funny and not funny. Anyhow, we're moving on. Going to try to, we're going to try to focus. There's a fucking lie. A recent Harvard study. Oh, guys, a Harvard study. There's a study. Is this anything like the study that said billions of people are going to die from Wuhan if everyone doesn't stop touching their faces? Is this like the study that says viruses only travel six feet and then they stop? A Harvard study. The Harvard study found that half of the country's renters, half of them, Conveniently, 50%, not 47.3, half, okay, half, that's the first how you, that's the first way you know that this is bullshit. If there was an actual study with actual data, there would be actual numbers, and the number would not specifically be half. Half means 50%, That is half. An actual study would have data and numbers that are slightly more believable. Nice try, though. But hey, it's a Harvard study. Half of the country's renters are spending a third or more of their income on housing. Here's my question. Here's the, there's a lot of questions. Here's the first question. How fucking stupid are you that you needed a Harvard study to tell you that around half the population, if not more, spends, I mean, a third of their income on housing? A third? Guy, I would love, if I was only spending one third of my income on housing, I can only dream of spending one-third of my income on housing. How out of touch is this LA Times employed nigger that he didn't know this? Here in the United States, most well over 50% of people are spending well over half of their income on housing. This is not news. And yet, this man somehow, sorry, this nigger somehow is worthy of having an op-ed column. He has no fucking clue what's going on in the so in the economy that he thinks is great. Yes, housing is astronomically, stupidly expensive. Oh, I wonder why. I mean, according to him, of course. 
it's Ronald Reagan. It certainly has nothing to do with centralized banking. The government or the Jews. There are the people fortunate enough to find housing amid a nationwide shortage of affordable homes. Now this, this fascinates me. What is an affordable home? Like there's two kind of, well, this house, this one over here, it has walls and a ceiling and it's got plumbing. Well, this house over here, this is affordable. What do you fucking, what do you mean? What is an affordable house? What is this distinguishing difference between houses that are affordable and not affordable? Why is there even such a phrase in the language as affordable house? Why are houses or housing, we could include, you know, apartments, rentals, why is housing that is not affordable even a thing? If no one can afford it, why would it be there? We all know why it would be there. We'll get to that. Combine the rent with the soaring cost of child care. Why do you have to get child care? Why can't the woman stay home and take care of the children? Oh, that's right. Because women are strong and independent and they're empowered and they have jobs. Because we let women go into the workplace. Because as we learned from the master economist, Aaron Clary, allowing women into the workplace has doubled productivity. Insert laughter. And don't forget groceries, and well, you can understand why evictions and homelessness have soared. Have they soared? I mean, I don't know. Do you have stats on this? I'm sure the Wuhan pandemic and shutting down a bunch of businesses and having people lose their jobs, I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. But Ronald Reagan back in the 1980s, this is, of course, all Ronald Reagan's fault. The pandemic shutdowns had no effect on people being able to pay their rent whatsoever. We're living through an age of contradictions. Yes, yes we are. Women, for example, are simultaneously victims and empowered at the same time. Zoomers are simultaneously boys and girls and non-binary and ace and they-thems and pretty ponies all at the same time. Niggers are oppressed and yet get their stupid opinions published in the newspaper at the same time. The protesting is fiery but peaceful at the same time. The Jews are being victimized by Nazis and bombing children at the same time. We are indeed living through an age of contradictions. Aaron Clary is the smartest economist around and thinks that women entering the workforce doubled productivity at the same time. 
I will be dead before I let go of that one sentence. One sentence in the book. That's all it takes. Just, he writes one sentence that's stupid. And the great one is going to latch onto that for the rest of his life. I'm going to have that sentence etched on my gravestone. We're living through an age of contradictions. The United States is the strongest economy in the world. Okay, citation needed. First of all, strongest economy, uh, strongest economy in the world is at the break. But we mean it's a strong, really? Is, is it really? We mean it's the strongest economy in the world. By what measure? And Americans' credit card debt has never been higher. Okay. The United States is the strongest economy in the world, and Americans' credit card debt has never been higher. Notice there's no mention of the government debt, because we're going to ignore that, because a lot of the government debt is... debt in the service of providing daycare to niggers. So the niggers will not mention that. Okay. The reason the American, and I, I, again, how are we defining the strongest economy in the world? The reason the American economy, the United States economy, even exists is specifically because of Women entering the workforce and doubling productivity. <laughs> I got this. That's a joke. The re- okay, <clears throat> let me get serious or we're never going to get through this. The reason the United States has an economy is because of debt. I don't need to explain this, right? We all understand the United States has a debt-based economy. If you take away the debt, everything falls apart. So the house nigger here says that this is a contradiction that the United States is the strongest economy in the world and Americans' credit card debt has never been higher. This is not a contradiction. The United States economy is what it is because of the debt. There's no contradiction here. Now, yes, it's it's fake, in the sense that it's based entirely upon debt, right? It's based upon, it's not based upon creating wealth. It's not based upon savings. It's not based upon passing things down. It's not based upon the creation of stuff that has value. It's based on consumption. And this is what all the stupid people don't understand when they start, oh, capitalism is evil. Because, no, no, it's not, we do not have a capitalist system. We have a fascist system, right, where the government protects certain businesses and attacks other businesses. The government, we just went through a two year phase where the government decided which businesses were allowed to stay open and which businesses were not allowed to stay open and would subsequently fail. That would be fascism. But we also live in a society that is ruled by consumption. Everything is consuming. Everything is spending. You're spending, you're spending, you're spending all the time. If everybody stops spending, 
everything falls apart. Because you go forth here in the United States and you go to the shopping mall or whatever. You go to down. All it is, it's, well, here's stuff you can buy and consume. You can buy and consume food. You can buy and consume clothes. You can buy and consume trinkets. There's all this stuff that you can consume. But none of this stuff has any kind of lasting value. This isn't like buying a a tool that you can then use the tool to fix automobiles and then you can charge people money for fixing the automobile and then this person has an automobile that was broken but now is working and they don't have to buy another automobile and you made money and you produced a service. Right, that's an investment. See, none of this consumption that all this debt is being spent on is an investment. It is consumption. You go and you buy clothes. Well, the clothes don't make you any money. They're not an investment. You buy comic books. I went to the comic book store the other day and picked up some comic. It's not an investment. I'm not going to make any money on the comic books. You go to the restaurant. You spend $60 on food and booze. That's not an investment. That's consumption. Our entire economy is based on consuming and the only way we as a society can afford that consumption because none of this consumption creates wealth, none of this, none of this consumption is an investment that has a return, right? The only way you can afford the consumption is to go into debt. None of this is a contradiction and none of this is a surprise unless you're a moron. The unemployment rate has been less than 5% for President Joe Biden's entire first term. That's because the unemployment rate is a fake statistic. And voters disapprove of his handling of the economy. This is not a contradiction. The unemployment rate, the official unemployment rate is just a fake statistic. And there's always voters who approve of every president's handling of the economy. Wall Street predicted, Wall Street predicted, I don't know who Wall Street is, but some guy named Wall Street, because Wall Street certainly didn't predict anything because only humans are capable of predictions. Wall Street predicted that last year's gross domestic product would grow by less than 2%. And instead, it was, wait for it, guys, 2.5%. Yet the economy feels weak to a lot of people. It's because the economy is fake and it's based entirely on debt. And if the debt collapses... The economy collapses. 2.5%. Whoa, that's, oh, 2.5%. He writes this as if this is a number to be impressed by. That's because for many people, the economy is weak. Yes, it is. 
because not all of us are well-paid house niggers at the Los Angeles Times. And now it begins. Now, now that we've identified some problems, even though he's shown he doesn't understand the problems, right? he doesn't understand there's no contradiction between debt and a, the illusion of a strong economy, now that we've identified some problems, let's immediately veer away from what's actually causing them so as not come anywhere near what the solution would be. The top 1%, yes, my friends, the top 1%. The well-trained house niggers are still clinging to the top 1%. The top 1% now has more money than the nation's entire middle class. Yeah, they do. And I'm pretty sure that debt and consumption would have nothing to do with that. I'm pretty sure the fact that the middle class has all gone into debt by taking out loans from the banks, which are owned by the Jews, otherwise known as the top 1%, so that they could afford to buy a place to live and pay for all the shit they want to buy. The top 1% now has more money than the nation's entire middle class. For Americans with lower incomes, rent is just the beginning of the worries. Unaffordable rent is a continuation of the wealth redistribution that accompanied the economic policies of President Ronald Reagan. Before disco, the top... Oh, we're, oh he's going to try to be cute. I, I love it when the little house nigger does like little cute things, like they wear a little cute outfit and they dance around and stuff like Or they wear the little round glasses and a bow tie and cosplay as a homosexual. It's, it's so cute when the house nigger dances. Before disco, the top 10% shared 30% of the nation's income, while the remaining 90% lived off the rest. Right. And then, then we got the ability to go into debt to buy a house, and the ability to go into debt to go to college, and the ability to go into debt to purchase a car. And when the people who make houses and the people who build cars and the people who run colleges saw that you could go into debt for these things and that the banks would give you almost unlimited amounts of money, they all raised the prices. So let's stop and let the great one explain the very obvious solution, which I've explained to you in other contexts. Why is healthcare so expensive? Because the hospital can charge you that obnoxious amount of money and the insurance will pay for it. How do you make healthcare prices come down? You eliminate the insurance. If people can only pay what they can actually afford to pay for healthcare, the cost of healthcare will have to come down. Otherwise, the doctors and nurses will have to go get other jobs and they're not going to do that. That is actual capitalism. 
How do we lower the price of college? You get rid of college loans, period. End of discussion. You can no longer borrow money from a bank to go to college. Now, if someone wants to go to college, they have to actually pay for that with their own money from working a job while they go to college. Who's going to be able to afford that? Almost no one. What will the colleges do? They will either go out of business or they will find a way to reduce the cost. Wow. How do we make housing affordable? Well, gee, when the people, when BlackRock, who buys all the houses, knows that you'll take out a loan and get a loan for nearly any amount of money to buy a house, what are they going to do? They're going to jack up the fucking price. When the people, BlackRock, who rent houses, apartments, whatever, know that even if you have to pay your rent out of your actual income, you can take out a loan to subsidize your going to college and take out a loan to buy a car and put shit on your credit cards to go on vacation and pretend that you're actually having more money than you have, they can jack the fucking rent up. Hey, if you couldn't get a loan from the Jews who owned the bank to buy a house and you had to pay for the house out of your monthly income, maybe housing prices would come down. Because clearly the free market is not at work. Right here in Rapid City, you know how the whole time I lived in Fort Collins, I was constantly talking about how, my God, they're building more and more apartments and yet the price of apartments goes up. If there's more of something available, shouldn't the price go down? Like right here in Rapid City, holy fuck. Just in the time I've been here, the number of housing complexes of these ugly houses that are 10 feet away from each other and have no yards. I mean, literally, Hitler, guys, it has exploded. And I've, I've glanced around a little bit at some prices. I don't see any prices for rentals or home purchase going down. There's more of it than ever before, and the prices continue to go up. Very clearly, there is no supply and demand happening here. There's a complete disconnect between the cost of finding a place to live and reality. And as long as people can go into debt to subsidize their fantasies, this isn't going to go away. And this is where I have to insert the reminder about the top 1%. Why does the 1% have all that money? Because the 99% keep buying the shit they're creating. Jeff Bezos is rich because you keep buying shit on Amazon. Right? Mark Fuckerberg is rich because all the boomers are on Facebook and the advertising goes on Facebook and the boomers see the advertising and they buy the stuff from the company that advertised on Facebook and then the company goes, oh shit, look, we advertised our adult diapers on Facebook and made a fuck ton of money. If you could hear rattling in the background, that was my 
water bottle rattling on the table. Let me move that somewhere else. All right, where was I in this goddamn clusterfuck of stupidity? Today, the bottom 90% is getting by with less than 60% of the income. The top 1% took 14.6% in 2021. They didn't take it. It was given to them by people spending the money. They didn't take it. It was given to them. Well, but great one. They got they got tax write-offs. Oh, where do tax write-offs come from? Well, the government. Where does the government come from? Oh, democracy. Where does democracy come from? Voting. Who votes? Women. Niggers. Illegal immigrants. Trannies. Homosexuals. Why are the rich people getting tax write-offs? I thought Joe Biden was president. Why hasn't Joe Biden, if he's such a fucking god, how why hasn't he done something about Ronald Reagan's trickle-down economics that are still making the rich richer and the poor poorer? What the fuck is Biden doing? I mean, other than touching little girls and drooling on himself. The top 1% took 14.6% in 2021. Oh, right after. Oh, really? Right after the Wuhan hoax made everybody stay at home and shut down the small businesses and funneled more money than ever into the big box stores? Really? You mean rich people made more money after more people were forced to buy from Amazon.com and Walmart? This is shocking. which is twice their 7.3% share in 1979. Oh, 1979. Oh, you mean back when we had an economy. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that very vaguely. 1979 is a little foggy because I was young. I was a young little great one back in 1979. But I remember 1979. I remember an economy. I remember you could go to the grocery store. You, you spent $100. You came home with like it would a hundred dollars of food. You know how long it took me to carry all those bags in the house for my mother. Now I go to the grocery store, a hundred dollars worth of food. I can carry that up the fucking stairs to my apartment in one trip. So don't lecture me, little house nigger, about economy, okay? Especially not when I'm subsidizing your fucking daycare. After 1979, Reagan convinced voters to make capital more important than people. I don't remember Reagan saying that, but okay. Give the rich more and the extra will trickle down. Remember that? Greed is a part of capitalism, but it's not a part of patriotism. So the house nigger who's not from this country and was descended from slaves, because we know all black people, just like just like all Jews are Holocaust survivors, all of them, all niggers 
are slavery survivors. So the former slave is invoking patriotism to the country that enslaved him. Reagan's characterization of our economy conflated those two concepts, and many Americans embraced that fallacy as truth. Those who struggled to achieve prosperity were viewed as lazy and unworthy of help. No, no, that's just niggers that are viewed as lazy and unworthy as help. Something had to be wrong with them, the thinking went, because nothing was wrong with this land of opportunity. So none of this is actually addressing what specifically did Reagan do that caused this. Just because Reagan said trickle down and blah, blah, blah. Again, it's, and I'm all for calling people names and rhetoric and all that other stuff. And and yes, this is an op-ed column, but it's an op-ed column with no fucking actual information. If you're going to say Reagan is responsible for this, okay, I mean, which of Reagan's laws that he passed, oh wait, presidents don't pass laws, Congress passes laws. What specifically, what specific policy did Ronald Reagan put into place that has caused this to happen? I can tell you specifically what has been done that has caused this to happen. Simple. You can go to a bank and you can get a loan to buy a house that you cannot afford because the bank will let you go into debt forever. That specifically is the cause of overpriced housing. If you eliminate that, you eliminate overpriced housing. You're welcome. I understand it's not going to happen. I understand it's impossible to do that under the current system with women running everything and the Jews controlling the banks and the Black Rocks and the state and all this other stuff. I understand it's currently impossible. When the electricity goes off and the race war begins, whatever rises from the ashes where fiat currency is no longer a thing where you can't just go to the bank and say, can I have $700,000 to buy a house? And the bank just magically creates $700,000 out of nowhere and hands it to you. Right? In a world where those things are not true, in a world where women shut the fuck up and make babies, this problem will go away. In a world where you go out and find a piece of land and just build your own house. I mean, if you did that now, someone from the government's going to show up and say, oh, I did, what's this thing? You built this? Well, this isn't up to code. We're going to fine you. In the post-collapse world, you're not going to have these problems. So all of this can be solved, and the solution is obvious. This was the era when well-paying manufacturing jobs went elsewhere. Oh, you mean we outsourced our jobs to China so that people could have cheap trinkets? Oh, imagine that. This was <clears throat> excuse me. 
This was when large, successful companies were able to rake in record profits while hardworking employees began to rely on food stamps to feed their families. Oh, you mean like the way Walmart employees have to get food stamps? You mean Walmart, the place that stayed open and stayed in business during the Wuhan pandemic? You mean Walmart, the place where you shop? And now Congress is trying to solve the housing crisis. And now Congress is trying to solve the housing crisis. No, they're not. By offering housing developers more tax credits. And he's right here. He's right about this. I mean, if you offer tax credits to housing developers, that's not going to make the price of the house go down because you can still get a loan for $700,000 to buy a house. Why would the housing developer lower the price of the house because they're getting tax credits? Well, they wouldn't. Anyone who thinks they would is a dumbass. As, as long as you can get the loan to buy the house, the price of the house will only go up. It's, it's exactly like college tuition. As long as you can get the loan to go to college, the price of college will go up. So much for the invisible hand of the free market, right? But we don't have a free market. Once again, we, do, we in the United States, there is no free market here. There's absolutely no free market. Though the need for more affordable housing is high, developers apparently do not make enough money to want to do it, so the government has to dangle a carrot to ensure that thriving corporations will thrive even more. Yes, and the collusion between government and private corporation is called fascism. Conservatives, who are just leftists who are a little less liberal, conservatives often talk of the country's unsustainable spending. It isn't federal debt that should worry them most, though. Yeah, right. Let's just overlook. Let's not look at the federal debt. Let's not pay any attention to that federal debt. We need to send more money to uh, the Israels and more weapons to the Ukraines. And and we need to subsidize more black people. Sorry, niggers. We got to get that nigger daycare. How much longer can 22 million people spend a third or more of their earnings on rent? Well, I can answer that question. How much longer can they do that? As long as they're willing to put up with it. Because the alternative is they're going to have to start killing politicians. And until they're ready to kill politicians, which isn't going to be anytime soon, they're going to continue doing that. They don't have a choice. They're going to do it. In 2023, and they'll go into debt to do it. They'll spend all the money paying their rent 
And then if they need health care, well, they'll have to go into debt for that. Their car breaks down, they'll have to go into debt to get that repaired. When they want to go on their vacation Disneyland and, and you know pretend that they have money, they'll go into debt for that. As long as they can go into debt, they will continue to do this. The ability to go into debt is the root cause, other than women and Jews, of all of this. The price of housing, the price of college, the price of medical care. I know you don't want to hear this. I know some of you are going, but great one. Women entered the workforce and doubled productivity. You just don't understand, great one. You're a moron. No, no, no. No. The root cause of all of this is the ability to go into debt. If you eliminate the ability to go into debt, the prices of all these things will have to come down or the people who do these things, healthcare, college education, building houses, will have to go get different jobs. And they're not going to do that. How can houses be so expensive? Houses are fucking practically modular nowadays. Like literally Hitler, you go past these developments they're building. I'm sure most of you have done this. You've looked, they're all exactly the fucking same. It's not like every house is being custom built. I've told this story before. I haven't told this in a long time. So the house that I technically own back in Texas that my mother lives in, this house was built by the man we bought it from. He built that house himself. And, I mean, his friends helped him and stuff like that. This, so, I mean, this was back in the day. This was the greatest, not the greatest generation. This was their parents. You know, this was when you could do that sort of thing. He just built that house. The house is custom. There's not another house anywhere like that on earth. But you drive past these fucking housing developments, it's just 70 houses that are all exactly the same. It's literally Hitler fucking Legos. They build the pieces at a factory, bring them and snap them to fucking gather. When you tell me that a house, again, if you're talking about like a three-story mansion, okay, you tell me that these houses out here that I see, they're worth $700,000? No, they're not. There is nowhere near. Even you put in the man hours with the illegal immigrants doing the roofing and everything, there is not $700,000 tied up into that. This is bullshit. It's all bullshit. Our entire economy in the United States is fucking fake. It's all based on debt. In, in 2023, some states saw eviction filings jump more than 50% compared with pre-Wuhan hoax levels. And back then, the unemployment rate was higher. That's not sustainable either. But it is. As long as people can go into debt, it is sustainable. 
That's what's going to make the economic collapse when it happens, and it's got to happen at some point. That's what's going to make this so fucking terrible. When all this shit crashes and burns, I mean, you're not going to just... And you've already played the Trump card, right? We've already dumped women into the workforce and doubled productivity. There's no way to put women into the workforce to double productivity a second time. It's make fun of Aaron Clary Day, apparently. Whether it's living off borrowings to avoid taxable income or reporting losses legally while still making money, the various ways billionaire owners end up paying a lower tax rate than many of their employees are well documented. Yes, because there's this place where it's documented how to pay less taxes. It's called the tax code. The tax code is written by the bureaucrats at the IRS. The IRS is a function of the government. The government is controlled by Democrats who are elected via voting. Who votes? Women, niggers, trannies, homosexuals, Jews. You wanted a government. You got a government. You wanted democracy. You got democracy. When rising costs are passed down to consumers, where are they supposed to be passed to? Rent, baby formula, bacon. We are conditioned to blame the government and not the price gorgers. Who is this we he's talking about? I'm sitting right here blaming hospitals and colleges and housing developers for charging way fucking more money than they possibly can because people can get loans from banks. I'm sitting here blaming the banks, the Jews, and the housing developers, and BlackRock, and the medical industrial complex, and the farm. What What do you mean we are conditioned to blame the government? The government's the part of it. The government is the part that protects all of those entities from me killing them. The government is the entity that writes the laws that allow those entities to get away with what they're doing and to pay less taxes in the process. But no, the government isn't the root cause of these problems. The root cause is the ability to go into debt. But great one, how would a society function if you couldn't go into debt? I don't know. Why, if we didn't have slaves, who would pick the cotton? Oh, maybe the cotton would figure out how to get picked. Maybe the people who benefit from cotton would figure out how to pick the fucking cotton. But great one, if there's no government, how would would we function without roads? I don't know. Maybe the people who make money off of roads, you know, like Walmart... When all those trucks bring the stuff to Walmart and all those people drive to Walmart to buy the shit from China that showed up on the truck, maybe Walmart will figure out how to maintain the roads. But if there's no, if you can't go into debt, how will people pay their bills? I I don't know. Maybe they'll fucking figure it out. I mean, if these people are all smart enough to vote, 
right? If democracy is so fucking wonderful, I mean, if eight-year-olds can figure out whether or not they're a boy or a girl or an attack helicopter or a pony, surely they should be able to figure out how to pay their bills without going into debt. When gas prices are up, many fingers point at the White House, even though presidents don't control gas prices. Well, hell, the president we have right now, he can barely even control his ability to fucking urinate on himself. All right, sit. The episode's just about to end. I didn't have a big finish. I could have had a big finish. I was on a big finish point there, and then it just ran out of steam. There's actually a little bit more to go on this op-ed piece, which I will do next episode. The great one is getting ready to go take care of some shit. So I'm out for now. Catch you cats on the flip side. Bye.